Good evening and welcome to the PSL radio show Segunjalo. This is the Monday edition of SFM Sports Ramp. I'm Dwayne DeLocker. We're going to be talking PSL over the next half hour or so. Take us to the top of the hour. Indeed, it's all about sport and local football. And we've got some immense guests in terms of uh, the weekend's entertainment. And indeed, the season as a whole in the PSL and the National First Division. But, man... If you're talking about sport, everybody got to look back at the weekend. Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. I'm not going to say too much because we've got such a great show that we've got to get into. All I'm going to say is that if that was the fight of the century, boxing is dead. That's all I want to say. Uh, the one concern I do have, though, is regarding uh, calling Black Label Cup. It's been announced for July 25th. If Orlando Pirates continue in the CAF Confederations Cup, July 25th is the date that they're supposed to be playing their third group stage of uh, the CAF Confederations Cup. So those two comments uh, is where I'm going to leave it because we've got, amongst others, Kermit Erasmus, hat-trick hero for Pirates this weekend on the show tonight. We've also got Sean Bartlett, who is uh, indeed the man that led successfully Golden Arrows to the, the AFSA Premiership after just one season in the National First Division after their result this weekend. We'll also talk to uh, Brian Mulford-King regarding uh, the weekend's action. We'll uh, catch up with Connie Mutumi as uh, Nedbank Cup ticket sales have officially gone on sale for the final. That's where we're going to start in your sports news. PSL confirming the tickets for the Nedbank Cup final between Sundowns and Ajax Cape Town are on sale. The, the prices vary from 40 Rand to 80 Rand, can be purchased at CompuTicket and ShopRite Checker stores nationwide. The final is the first to be held at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium since the stadium was built for the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Meanwhile, Kaiser Chiefs captain Tefo Mashamaita and Orlando Pirates counterpart uh, Opelman Yus have expressed excitement at the fifth edition of the Carling Black Label Cup and the annual pre-season spectacle which sees fans selecting the starting lineups for the Soweto rivals will take place at FNB Stadium on July the 25th. The Buccaneers won last year's competition. 6-5 on penalties following a goalless 90 minutes. Cricket news uh, in the IPL. The Sunrisers Hyderabad are going along nicely in their reply to the Kolkata Knight Riders total of uh, what was it, 153 I think still left remaining. I'm just trying to see. 19 for 2 at the moment. The Sunrisers Hyderabad. I'll get your confirmation of that in a moment. But uh, earlier Chennai Super Kings beat the Royal Challengers Bangalore by 24 runs in Chennai after posting 148 for 8 in their 20 overs. RCB were then dismissed for 124 in the uh, 20th over so as it stands yes 19 for 2 149 left off 107 balls for uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad is what they need golf news a strong start for the defending champion at the Nedbank SA disabled golf open at Swadcorp Country Club Lali Stunder has details of day one Canadian Josh Williams got his title defence off to a roaring start at Swadcorp's Country Club and the Canadian will be leading by two shots when they tee off in the Netbank SA Golf disabled open on Tuesday. Williams carded a one over past 72. He was three over at the turn but rallied with three birdies down the back nine to hit the front. Donnie Ordana, a 50-year-old electrical engineer from East London, impressed though when he shot a 74 to outsmart the uh, tournament favourite Reinhard Schuknecht and Daniel Slubbert. The Three-time winner Daniel Slubert and Reinhard Schuknecht, the current world amateur match play champion, are lying third on 75, one shot ahead of Ichlen Grobler, who is also a two-time champion in this tournament. Lali Stander for SAFM Sports. And that's where we're going to leave the sports news. SFM 104 to 107, let's get straight into the action now. Commentator and analyst Brian Moffat-King to talk about uh, an interesting weekend of football when you talk about uh, 
not only the EFSA Premiership, not only the National First Division, but indeed Orlando Pirates and the CAF Confederations Cup. Uh, but Brian, uh, thanks for joining us. Let's, uh, let's start with the PSL action. Uh, I want to talk about where things are happening at the bottom of the log. Morocco Swallows, they have to be the big story of the weekend. They were bottom of the log. Friday night, they beat Maritzburg United 1-0, and suddenly Amazulu find themselves almost uh, uh, hanging precariously, I should say. Good evening, Ray, and I think, you know, Swallows for me gave a very good performance overall. I was thinking it was going to be one of those situations where for the third time in a row they score fast and then concede goals towards the end of the tie. But I had a plan this time around. They scored a goal, and after scoring the goal, they just made sure that they were cutting away any move. Every time they saw uh, Marizic United building some momentum, going forward, trying to find an equalizer, players will go down, they're trying to slow down the game. And I mean, the goal that scored by Obada, he got a really credit to me. It was a beautiful ball turned in by Lohotwan and, and an excellent, absolutely brilliant header, uh, to, to, to beat Shuei Bolters, who gave men of the match performance on Wednesday when they played against IF Cape Town. But the other one we talk about also was the fact that whenever they were under pressure, they were able to come together and play as a unit going forward, leaving only non-better forward. And that is the reason why they saw themselves going above Amazulu, who I know you're doing their game on, uh, on Saturday night. Oh, my word. After they scored the equalizer, I thought, wow, Amazul is proving exactly what they're team to look at. But don't team do it every day. When they score goals, they lose concentration and lose shape. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem is uh, trying to play for 90 minutes is turning out to be one of those huge issues in uh, South African football as a whole. But let, let's talk about uh, another team in the PSL, one that might very well be dragged into the relegation debate, Chipper United. Another debacle? What's uh, 14th coaching change in the last three seasons now? Going for the record, I think, you know, I mean, Mr. Benghazi knows how to do it. I mean, he, first of all, the first team to go from the second division to the PSL in succession, and then now he's a man that is going with all the coaches. But I think by the time we get to next year, you'll be beating the Bafana record as far as coaches are concerned. But also, let's talk about the game on Saturday when they played against Fiste Stars. They're up against a team determined to win their games, and Fiste Stars knew they were going for 4 or 4 and that 4 or 4 meant that they are safe from in the playoffs. So they knew what they wanted to do on a day. But Chippa United looked very good. They could have scored one or two goals of their own, but the brilliance of their key ten goals. And also Sankara and company combining very well every time they go forward. And, you know, the fact that they lost the game, I tell you, it just shows that inconsistency in the, the, the play that matters the most, which is the technical side, will always come back to bite you and hurt you. Yeah, I think uh, one of the issues there, though, gee, is, is, as good as that defence looks at times, there's always a slip-up somewhere, it seems, and, and goal scoring is really, really a problem as well. Uh, you know, we, we keep going back to the story. Is the coach the problem? And, of course, uh, I suppose that's the debate that uh, hopefully will be settled in the, the years and months ahead. That's it. Brian, let's talk about uh, that place for second, uh, or that fight for second in the uh, PSL at the moment. But Vitz are struggling to pick up points at the moment. What an exciting finish to that game, though. But uh, Vitz and Black Aces 2-2 when it was 1-1, I think, going into, into added time. For me, I think because Vitz, I don't know what happened. I mean, the Wolves came off, and they played against Fistay Stars as well. They played against the 10-man Fistay Stars, couldn't find the back of the net, losing by one goal to nil. The question you got asked as well, Dwayne, is that didn't they commit themselves too much in, in trying to get into the competition, trying to go into the final, and they're losing out there, and then also trying to experiment at some stage, some new, new ways of trying to play as well. That, for me, was the biggest problem for them. The hunger, the bite. You're still you see, you're me so no, we're not finding the back of the net. When Villagas is not doing well, you always know Villagas going to strike. He's going to struggle at some stage. And then, I mean, uh, Katongo came in for Papi Fati as well. You, there's something that's not working out for when they go forward. Maybe next season, 
when they probably have all their players and they're trying to shape up and look at what they want to do going forward. Kevin Allen, you know, is a very tricky guy. He will know where the problem is and maybe will fix it up for next season. Yeah, I just wonder though, uh, that was one thing that Gavin Nunn did mention, is that the senior players he's not getting enough from, and I think that inconsistency is co- causing part of the problem. But uh, one of the teams chasing second place in the PSL was, of course, Orlando Pirates. Didn't play in the Absa Premiership this weekend because they were campaigning in the CAF Confed Cup. Big victory for Pirates, hat-trick for Kermit Erasmus, but now they have uh, a little bit of a wait to see who they face in the next round of the CAF Conflict Cup. But, but what does this do for Orlando Pirates as a team who failed to win silverware domestically? I think for them, they know the fact that they want to finish second, first of all, put themselves in line to play in the Champions League next season. But also, they've now focused and moved their attention solely to try and win and conquer Africa once again. The Concert Cup is up for grabs. I do know that the likes of Al-Ali have slipped up, the likes of Esperanza have slipped up. So they might find some of those big teams in the playoff position that Roy's been taking place tomorrow. But then Kemet Erasmus, he raised his hand to say, Yes, Masuku scored a beauty on Wednesday when he defeated Super Sport United. I was involved in the goals as well. I managed to get one in there. But now you're seeing the best of Kemet Erasmus. If you allow him to play football, he can show you how little he is going forward. And I think far as for me, if I were them, my focus would be trying to get and win the, uh, the CAF Confederations Cup. Yes, fight for the second position, which is always going to be good. And it will be good for South African football to see the two top teams. Because no matter what you say, Everybody always measures South African football when it, they always talk about cheese and powder. To see the two of them qualify for the Champions League will be a huge, huge thing for South African football. Yeah, fair enough. I think that is, uh, that's, that's exactly spot on. You want to see Orlando Pirates in particular playing in the Cap Champions League because it seems to be uh, the one thing that really means a lot to them. That's it. Brian, thank you very much for your insights and opinions and enjoy the remaining two fixtures this week in the, uh, in the EFSA Premiership. It is going to be an ahem thing. I don't know who's... I, I would like to bet and probably say which one will survive. But at the moment, I just want to keep my money. I'd rather just say it once. <laughs> Enjoy the action, Brian. Cheers. Yes, yes. CSL Radio Show. It's FM 104 to 107. Now, there's only one uh, PSL team that remains in Continental Cup competition, and indeed, that is Orlando Pirates, a side that has proved to uh, really fly the South African flag high over these uh, past few years. And certainly one man stuck his hand up once again this weekend, his first professional hat-trick. And it really was a grand weekend for Kermit Erasmus, uh, because he's a huge boxing fan as well. And Mayweather victory combined with a hat-trick. Kermit Erasmus, welcome to the show. You must be smiling from ear to ear still. Yes, most definitely. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, good evening to the fans that are listening to the um, listeners that are listening tonight. Oh man, congratulations on that hat trick! A, a phenomenal uh, achievement. Uh, seeing pirates importantly through to the next round of the Cap Confederation Cup, but just from a, a hat trick perspective, how satisfying was it to to, to claim a first professional hat trick, continental club yeah. competition? Yeah, you know, uh, in any competition, if you get a hat trick, it's it's always satisfying for for striker, you know. I mean, in the past games, in the past games uh, in the league, there were times when I scored twice or when I scored once. So I could, I could have had a, had a trick in other games, but you know, this one was special because you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a big step. It's on the African continent. You know, we represent not only the, uh, the club but also the country. So it was quite, it was quite uh, satisfying, you know, to get that trick. You know, and I'd like to dedicate it to my two beautiful girls and my fiance. Yeah, that, that, I, I heard you were dedicating this to the, the, the lovely ladies in your life. Um, are, they, are they with you at the moment, or, have you, uh, or are they currently abroad? Yeah, they're with me at the moment. Uh, 
we just had a restaurant now getting dinner. <laughs> so I just moved away just to get away from the noise because, you know, they, the little ones can be a bit loud. <laughs> oh, Naila's adorably cute. But now I feel bad for taking you away from family for a few minutes. But no, it, that's okay. I, I think the one thing that, uh, that this hat-trick proved again was that when you've got the ball at your feet and you're allowed to play a little bit, that you really can be absolutely deadly. Uh, do, do, do you enjoy in playing with a, with a sort of second striker, somebody higher up on the field that, that's able to allow you to play off them? Well, we didn't necessarily play with a second striker. We played with two flat strikers, you know, and the understanding between the striker played with Kabuza was what he meant, you know. I mean, we played in friendly games together, you know, and we've got this understanding of always wanting to, to work for one another, and, you know, and he's always wanted to play with me, and so did I, you know, and on the day we just had to make it, made it, and make it happen, and we did, you know, and I'm thankful that I could get, get the three goals, you know, I think he deserved a goal of two as well, and I can only give credit to him for, for helping me and also the rest of my teammates. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly the, the the team is playing together really well, but which is disappointing in the sense when you consider that Pirates uh, have gone a season now without, without any silverware. So from that perspective, how important is it that this is a, a good, solid run in the Confederations Cup for Orlando Pirates? Yeah, it's very important. I mean, this is a, this is what we only have left to play for this season. So this is something we're holding on to and, you know, we cherish. We, we want to go for as far as, as possible as reaching the group stages. And once you get to the group stages, we can start planning and, and focusing on, on how to, to win the tournament. So first, the first step is to get past this last round, whoever we play, hopefully one of the big, big giants, you know. Mm. So we're looking forward to it and, and we can test ourselves also to see how far we offer pace and how, what level we're on to, 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 to keep improving on. Yeah, you sound fired up. You, you, you're like, bring, bring on Alachli or bring on Raja Casablanca here, the way you're talking, because I think yeah. there, there are a couple of the teams that you, you could be drawn against tomorrow. Yeah, most definitely for me, they're just names, you know, uh, they know they know our capabilities also, so for, for me, it's, it's just uh, one human against another, and, you know, they're not any different from us, you know, uh, it's, all, it's one to the end of the day, and who's, who's hungry enough to go the, to, to run the extra mile and to, to want it more than the position, and I think uh, for us as players, for us as around the players, we, we're definitely hungry to do that and go all the way and reach the group stages. Kermit, you're one of the players in South Africa that's, uh, that's played in Europe. Uh, obviously, uh, the level of competition is, is intense, the, the training is intense, and obviously far more games in a season. But many people talk about continental club competition as being a burden to them or, or causing players fatigue. As a player who's succeeded in the continental competition, as a player who's experienced European conditions as well, I mean, how does playing in CAF Confederation Cup or CAF Champions League affect you as a player and your performances in the PSL? Well, you know, first of all, we professional footballers, and you know that's our that's our job. You know, and we 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 should we should be used to playing uh, every third day, so to say. And I think with with enough with a with a proper rest, you know, we'd be we'd be we'd have, we would have recovered in time for the next game. So I think, you know, going uh going and traveling um into African countries, you know, it's it's, it's all got to do with timing and and and, and rest with, with with the games you're playing, and then the fatigue that you're getting. You know, it's all about rest and, and taking the rest, the deserved rest you need and, and being ready and being 100% ready for the next game to play again. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sport that we, we, we chose, you know, it's a sport that we, we gifted to play, you know, and, and for, for me as a professional, you know, it's, it's, it's something I always try and um, um, respect. The I try to respect the game at all times and, and give my best and try and rest as much as possible and, and give my best when I'm given the chance. 
Kermit, as much as continental competition is hugely important, though, I mean, you still have to focus on the remaining two PSL fixtures because, indeed, if you if you do go out and claim victories in those, you will finish second in the league and you will be playing in the CAF Champions League next season. So how big are these two remaining PSL fixtures from that perspective? Yeah, it's very important. I mean, uh, we have a, we stand a chance to finish second, you know, and finish second, we stand a chance to, to, to be in the, in the Champions League again to, to, to rectify what we could, what we... But we lost out on last season. So for us as a team, that's what we're also focusing on. We're not, we're not, we're not uh, forgetting about the league games that we still have left. We're still, we're shifting our focus now this week for the for the league, and we're giving our best in the last two games and trying to get uh, maximum points. Well, giving your best uh, churned out a hat trick this weekend, Kermit Erasmus. We take our hats off to you and wish you the best of luck in the remaining two games and indeed as you progress in the CAF Confederations Cup. Thanks a lot, man. CSL Radio Show. This is SAFM 104 to 107. Now, uh, we've got to talk about the positive story that is Lamontville Golden Arrows. It might have been only a one-all draw against Cape Town All-Stars uh, over the weekend, but certainly enough to see Golden Arrows return to the APSA Premiership after just one season in the National First Division. And the man that led Golden Arrows this season was the indomitable striker Sean Bartlett, a man who's uh, certainly started to show that he's got some uh, coaching potential here. Sean Bartlett, congratulations <laughs> on your, uh, on your uh, being promoted back to the PSL with a game to spare yeah it's, uh, I'm, I'm quite excited about that um, you know beginning of the season uh, when I t- took over the team or offered the job by uh, Matsa Maglala um, it was a big challenge um, inexperienced coach uh, taking up a challenge like bringing a team back to the PSL um, but we assembled a really great squad um, and you know installed from the beginning of uh, the season a really good mentality and philosophy as to the, the way we want to approach the season and uh, believe it or not Day one of pre-season, the goal was set for automatic promotion, uh, and that's what we achieved. And my, my points mark was actually 60 points, and, and we managed to get it with uh, yeah, a game to go and three points left. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember the days of, uh, of us talking about you doing some, some, some coaching qualifications while we were out in the golf course, mm. uh, Sean. And, uh, you know, when you got yeah. your UEFA license, I thought uh, maybe this is all for yeah. show. Let's, let's see. But, you know, how does it feel now that uh, you, you've taken over a team in a difficult position and mm. actually got the job done successfully? How does it feel for you personally? Oh, thanks for the confidence. Firstly, I think you for me for show. Um, no, 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 not no worries about me actually winning something. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll be honest in saying, um, and the first one to admit, um, educating yourself as a player, as far as coaching is concerned, goes a long way. And the transition from playing to coaching is very easy. Yeah. But you've got to make sure you've got the proper backing behind you. And the coaching courses I did, going back and forth to England and, and getting all the qualifications, it's helped me tremendously. Um, like the past season, we didn't have a fitness trainer, so we had to do everything ourselves. And you can speak to my physio. I don't think we had any muscle injuries. So all these mm-hmm. things, for me, is a complement uh, to the coaching courses I've done. And uh, I think uh, with the assistant also, obviously, can't uh, deny that, of management, uh, the technical team, and, and my assistant, Vega Pagati. We just planned it uh, to the to the team, you know. Um, we analyzed our position, we planned our team, and we approached every game in the right mentality as far as trying to go out and win every game. We never went anywhere and tried and played for a draw. Yeah, you, you've got a winning mentality about you. You're an ambitious individual. And of course, I was only pulling your leg about uh, UEFA A license. Which, you know, I mean, any, anybody who has uh, the stomach to sign up for something as vigorous as that, I suppose, is, 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 a, is a great deal of ambition ahead of them. But, you know, Sean, yeah. we, 
you, you, you look at the experience you, you've gained now in the National First Division. Uh, many coaches talk about how tough the National First Division is. Just how different is it mm. from the PSL? Yeah, I think it's a different mentality. Um, firstly, from a playing perspective, you've got to organize your team in a way where you go to places and set up your store and really defend for your lives. And I think the first 12 games for us was a, a massive boost and a foundation for our season ahead. Um, not losing the first 12 games and eight clean sheets, uh, any new coach will tell you that is the foundation you need to set up. And uh, we concentrated a lot on that and being organized and disciplined at the back. Uh, because scoring goals is, uh, it comes easily naturally to a lot of uh, African players. So for us, it's very important uh, to make sure we don't concede first and then obviously try and win games. Um, and from that, we just self-believe the confidence grew in, in individually and as a team. And uh, I think it just kicked our, our season, to be honest. Uh, having been subject to it this season, though, as well, how do you feel about this under-23 regulation in the National First Division? Do you think it's actually working for mm. South Africa's uh, youth teams? I'll give you two opinions. Um, obviously, for me, this season, uh, Golden Arrows especially, we had to rebuild the team, so we need to we needed to look at younger players. Uh, we brought in some quality young players to, to help uh, bolster the squad and also uh, to use uh, throughout the season. Uh, the, the flip side is, you're talking about the first division trying to gain promotion to the PSL, which is the elite uh, top-flight football, and it, it's, it's a business. You can't impose a rule like that in the NFD, where clubs are trying to get back to the PSL, and then you have clubs that's manipulating the rule, taking a player out after a minute, after five minutes. It's not, it's not helping development, it's not helping the young player. We were fortunate enough, and I'll be honest, we never did that. The only time we made tactical changes is if we were overruled or the team is not playing the way we wanted. That's when we made the changes, but we never took out a young player because uh, we felt the experienced player will do better. Uh, and that, for me, was the turnaround with Golden Arrows this season. He utilized the young talent that was available. Yeah, fair enough. Good, considered opinion from uh, Sean Bartlett. But, uh, Sean, looking back over the, the 29 games you had in the, in the season so far, obviously the, the one to come this, uh, this coming Sunday, mm. plus your, your run in the, the uh, Nedbank Cup, uh, what's the highlight for you this season? I think the, the turning point for our season, as far as um, the results were concerned, and really... Going, going in, in, in self-belief, it's got to be the home game against Joma Cosmos. They were top of the league, we were second, and we ended up beating them 3-1 in order to go top, and we never looked back. Um, and I think that for the players also gave them more confidence, knowing we can actually go and do this. We've just beaten the team at the top, we're good enough to go and compete, and from there we never looked back. Uh, I think we're 15 games now unbeaten, uh, and that in itself, uh, for me, already uh, gives you some sort of qualification uh, as a champion. And like I said to the players, everybody contributed throughout the season. You know, we made signings in January, the Fikizolos, the Bangroy, Kenyeza, but everybody from day one contributed to the success. Very briefly, Sean, do you think it's any coincidence that the top four teams in the National First Division as it stands are all former PSL teams? No, I don't think so. I think uh, those are the teams that are uh, a lot more organized. Um, I think the one exception, obviously, with the Mighty Throne in there is all started got promoted uh, from Bodica um, last season. Um, but I think everybody else that's, uh, like you said, the top four, uh, these are teams that obviously have the, the mentality, have the maybe even the financial backing as far as getting back to the PSL. But it's more about being, having the structure in place um, to get you back to the PSL. 
Fair enough. Well, uh, Sean Bartlett, I, I think you've certainly been uh, the star performer when it comes to uh, Golden Arrows, and indeed, huge credit to your players. Uh, every time I've watched them, they've really been impressive. Well done on a, on a fantastic season, and congratulations once again. We'll see you in the PSL next season. Uh, thank you very much, Dwayne, and yeah, I hope to speak to you very soon again. PSL Radio Show. This is the PSL radio show, Segun Jalo on SFM, we're and uh, yes, the PSL has announced that Nedbank Cup tickets are on sale. Mamalodi Sundowns at Ike's Cape Town on the 16th of May and uh, at Port Elizabeth, the Nelson Mandela uh, Bay Stadium. What a stadium it is, an absolutely magnificent venue, it truly is, and got to experience it during the uh, 2010 FIFA World Cup, of course, and numerous times since. But uh, let's talk about the Nedbank Cup uh, tickets actually going on sale. We've got the PSL's Head of Stakeholder Relations and Communications. Connie Mutsumi on the line. Connie, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me, and good evening to you and your, and your listeners. Let's start there, actually. Port Elizabeth is a venue. I mean, it is a magnificent venue, but it, it, it sort of caught a few people off guard. Why, why was Port Elizabeth picked as a venue? Um, firstly, I think we've never been there for a final um, as the PSL, but also the fact that uh, PE actually uh, did it to host this final. And the reality is that they outbid it all the other stadiums that had bidded for, for to host the final. So when you look at the bidding process, firstly, you look at not only the teams that are involved, but you also look at the type of venue, the type of ambience, but also whether the fans would generally go there. So we think uh, people in PE or in the Eastern Cape predominantly are staffed of football. So we thought, and also, you know, Chippa United has, has proven uh, in the time that they've been there that they can actually make a magnificent, magnificent part. So we're hoping for a, hopefully for a fold out. That would be great for us. Indeed. Well, uh, you talk about the ambiance of the stadium as well. I can tell you it is a magnificent venue for those of you who've never been to the uh, the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. But, uh, Connie, in terms of the, the sponsors, they must be delighted as well when you when you consider that uh, you've got Sundowns and Ajax. Potentially, it's a, it's a mouth-watering fixture, these two sides. They're exciting football teams who like to play the ball on the ground. Exactly. I mean, uh, both teams... When you look at them, I mean, look, regardless of which team it was, the reality is that given the type of football that they're playing right now, they're both on form on the entrepreneurship side. But when it comes to NetBank, obviously they've shown that they are they want the cup. So both teams are ready and they're saying, we want the trophy for ourselves. So we thought, you know, to create that whole hype and also just to take it to the coast, yes, not the Durban this time, but um, PE being the venue, um, but also the, 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 the way the teams are attracting fans. You know, they want to attract fans from far and wide, and we actually encourage them to do that so that they can also stand to benefit, and uh, when they visit different provinces, you know, they get well-received. So we hope that it will happen. But on the other hand, what we're working on, we're working with the Metro Rail and the uh, track with regards to the trains that, gonna, that are going to be leaving from Cape Town and from Johannesburg as well as Pretoria to head to PE. Because, you know, in terms of logistics, PE is not very easy to get to. But we looked at, we took that into account when we decided on the venue as well. Okay, fair enough. Now, uh, when it comes to final days, domestic cup finals is always uh, peripheral entertainment and some huge things that go along with uh, the football that is on offer on the day. Uh, what have you got planned come final day? Um, we're still working on that, but one thing I can assure the fans is that there'll be so much entertainment, and that's the reason why we want people to buy tickets early, because first, if you remember when NetBank uh, launched early in January, 
we had a fashion show of different clubs mm-hmm. with uh, all the South African desi- designers, and there'll be a fashion show on the day uh, before the match, and then there'll be um, a concert during um, the half-hour mark. So, you know, there's quite a lot of entertainment, and we're working on other fun activities which include children. Remember, we want this to be a family affair. So when you look at IE, it's not only going to be a fashion show which children don't really enjoy. It's not only going to be just uh, maybe a top performer, but you will have kids rides on the side, outside on the outskirts of the stadium and uh, bright areas as well. So all those fun things that families enjoy to do when they're on a day out, we want to be incorporating all that into the into the theme of the day. Fantastic. So, uh, Family Adventure Day, certainly on the cards. But, uh, Connie, uh, ticket prices uh, ranging between what and what, and where can people get them? Uh, ticket prices start from 40 rand, but it's all around the stadium except for the West Stand, which is uh, 80 rand. The West Stand is obviously, you know how the stadium is, is facing east, but you actually sit on the west side of the stadium, which is more the shaded area. But obviously that whole stadium is um, covered, so that's a different thing. But uh, 40 rand throughout uh, east, north, and south, and then west only HRN. And they are available at uh, Shopify Checkers as well as Computer Ticket Countrywide. Fair enough. Connie Botumi, thank you very much for uh, your time this evening, and uh, enjoy the remaining weekend of uh, action in the National First Division and indeed the Premier Soccer League. Yes, it is uh, quite busy for me, but I'm so enjoying it. Teams are really wanting to be number two. Teams are really not wanting to be relegated. So it's quite an interesting time for us. It is peak season, but we're enjoying it every, every minute and we gladly appreciate that the fans have been coming out to support the club. PSL Radio Show. Now you know where to be on May 16th. Just a quick update. Sunrise and Hyderabad are struggling. 54 for 3 at the moment. Still well over 100 runs to get and struggling for run rate as well. Nalidi Muleo is up next after the news with a talk shop. Don't go anywhere from me. Dwayne DeLocker, producer, Siobhan Chetty. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.